welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital marketing expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 304 of The Big Show. And as ever, thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. So the other night, I happened to see a documentary about praying mantises, you know, the the bug, right? Um, And (laughs) they got me thinking about work stuff. And this is going to go a little strange for a second, but hang with me. I think you're going to like where we end up. You know, in many cultures, they're seen as a symbol of stillness. Their Latin name is Mantis Religiosa, which (laughs) to me sounds like a Harry Potter spell. I don't know. Maybe that's how McGonagall can turn into a bug instead of a cat. Uh, But anyway, and of course, they're most famously known because the female praying mantis after mating typically or often bites the head off the male. Not always. That's kind of important to where I'm going with this, but sometimes. And right now, you're probably saying, what in the world has this got to do with marketing or with digital or with, I don't know, just about anything I ever talk about on this show? And the thing that it is, is it reminded me a lot of the Frightful Five. It reminded me a lot of Amazon and Google and Facebook and Apple and Microsoft for two reasons. One is there's a lot of stillness there. Even when it looks like they're quiet, there's a lot going on. They're really, really active. And I've talked a lot about that in the past, so I'm not going to spend much time on that. And the other, of course, is the fact that, you know, they often kill their competition or people who work with them. And I want to start by thinking about the fact that I don't think they're evil. I don't think female praying mantises are evil. It's just their nature to bite the heads off things. And I know people have different points of view on this, and I respect those different points of view. Undoubtedly, some of the Frightful Five have done some awful things. Let's be really fair about this. They aren't always the best people. But, but it's in their nature to do what they do. As I talked about last week, they relentlessly focus on doing what's right for consumers, what's right for their customers. I talked last week about how relentless they are about it. And ask their customers if they're evil. Ask most of their customers if the cost of using them has gone up. I mean, how much did you pay for Facebook last month? How much did you pay for search? How many items do you buy from Amazon? And what do they cost you? And how quickly do they come to you? They're doing a really great job overall. And they actually want most of the companies that they work with to succeed. You know, in many cases, they're not a supplier. They're just an intermediary. Now, if you are another intermediary, that's a different situation. That's why I've talked in the past, episode 267, about why being a hidden intermediary or being turned into a hidden intermediary is very dangerous for your business. But if you actually supply a good that nobody else can supply, 
you know, Google wants to help you get that in front of customers. They do. Facebook wants to help put that in front of their customers because they're creating a better customer, a better experience for their customers, which makes their customers most more loyal. So to, to borrow from the lingo of, you know, basketball and stuff, don't hate the player, hate the game. And if you prefer, don't hate the gatekeeper, hate the gate. They're really doing what their customers want them to do. I'm not saying it always makes them the good guy of the story, but it's really about hating the game, not the player. One of the fundamental truths of digital is that it's set up that the people who win, win big. And that the people who don't win, lose big. That's just a fact. And in fact, there are only three ways you can win the game. The first is... Become the dominant player. That's where the Frightful Five comes in. That's what they've been doing for the last bunch of years. It's also one of the reasons they're so relentless and why they focus so heavily on the customer. Because they're worried about someone else coming along and knocking them off the pedestal. Because they know you cannot be the third best thing. That's not how it works. Yahoo used to be the third best option as a, as a website people went to to find information. Google was number one, Bing was number two, Yahoo was number three. Where's Yahoo today? It doesn't exist for all practical purposes. They lost. So you can become the dominant player. The other way to win is don't play that game. Become a niche player that people actively seek out. Become something that people want to talk about and want to find. You know, I think brands are more important today than they've ever been. Because in a world where Google dominates search, you don't want people to search for your category. You don't want people to search for the type of business. You don't want people to search for the problem they have. You want them to search for you by name. You want them to come directly to your website. You want them to use your app. And you can only do that if you actually create a product or a service or an offering that is distinctly better in some way than what they're getting elsewhere. You can't be just another at dot, 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 right? You have to be the thing. You can't survive as the third best restaurant on your block. You can't survive as the third best seafood restaurant on your block. You know, Seth Godin talks about this as being remarkable. I still prefer the term differentiation, but I, I really want people to understand it's more than being different. It's providing a difference that people will pay for. You, you have to be the best seafood restaurant or the place with the best Yakamono Hawaiian ahi tuna, right? Not just a seafood place, but man, you got to try this Yakamono Hawaiian ahi. I didn't pick that at random. I still tell people about the Yakamono Hawaiian ahi I used to order at the salt cellar in Phoenix, Arizona. And I haven't lived in Phoenix for 20 years, <laughs> right? The restaurant still gets great reviews. I still hear great things about it. Clearly, they're doing something right. 
I still tell people about the pokey I had at Hoku's at the Kahala in 2009. And for that matter, for the entire experience I had at the Kahala in 2009. I still tell people about the filet mignon and the service that I got at, at uh, circa 1886, who I will acknowledge is a client. But the service and the, the filet mignon that I got there in Charleston in March. I still tell people about my dentist and how comfortable he made me feel on my first visit. I used to hate going to the dentist. And while I, don't, I wouldn't go so far as to say I look forward to it now, I certainly don't dread it because they do such a great job and take such good care of me. And you know that you do the same thing. You still tell people about the meal or the staff or the service or the experience you had when you go anywhere. You tell them when it's really good, and you especially tell them when it's really bad. What nobody talks about are the folks in the middle. And the folks in the middle are the ones who are in deep, deep trouble. By the way, I realized some of these were luxury experiences that I talked about. You don't have to be a luxury experience. Notice my dentist, not a luxury experience. There are a couple of small chain restaurants near where I live. Uh, one's called The Salad House, one's called The Committed Pig, that are fantastic. I tell people about them all the time. The guy who ran my old UPS store where I used to live, a guy by the name of John Hemmings in Long Valley, New Jersey, is a superstar and made my life immensely easier, always. And I tell people to use him anytime they're near there. So you don't have to be luxury. You just have to be differentiated. Why do people love Apple? Because they build insanely great products. And when they get it right, they get it really right. Why do people love Google? Because they return the best search results. Why do people love Amazon? Because you get the things you want delivered inexpensively and quickly. Yes, they've leveraged these attributes to become huge, but you don't have to get huge. You just have to get found. You just have to get people to seek you out. And of course, the third option is a hybrid. There's this old concept in digital called coopetition, where you work with the big guys to leverage what they can do, even though they're a competitor. You take advantage of what they can do for you. Just use them the right way. You only use them to reach the customers you can't reach on your own, and then convert those people to customers who love you and rave about you and tell all their friends and family and fans and followers and become your secret sales force, become the people who help you grow your brand so that people seek you out directly. And that's why they're, you know, that's why they're like praying mantises. They're there and the things that they're doing aren't evil. It's just in their nature. And you know, there was a National Geographic article I looked up where they said, you know, the behavior of females seems not to deter males from reproduction. The behavior of these guys shouldn't deter you from working with them. It should make you wary, not unwilling. Use them for the advantages that you can actually get. Boy, this is a metaphor that's going in a really strange direction. But, <laughs> but you want to actually use them where they can help you and don't use them for anything else. Who they are is just in their nature. 
The game is what the game is. Don't hate the player. Don't hate the game. Be truly differentiated. Be remarkable. Create an experience your customers will, will seek out. And don't be afraid of coopetition. Just remember that when you do that, you're partnering with companies who might later, you know, kill you. All right, now looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. But as ever, I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all our past episodes by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 304. You can also subscribe in any of the episodes you find there to have Thinks Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. Or you can find Thinks Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, wherever fine podcasts are found. Just do a search for Tim Peter Thinks, Tim Peter Thinks Out Loud, or Thinks Out Loud. We should show up for any of those. While you're there, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating or review. It just helps people find us. It helps us show up better in their search. And it helps new listeners understand a little bit better what the show is all about. It makes an enormous difference to me personally, to the show. It means a ton. And as I said, I would very, very much appreciate it. You can also find Things Out Loud on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Associates. You can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. And of course, you can email me by sending an email to podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. I'd also like to thank Solo Segment, our sponsor. Solo Segment does some really cool stuff. They use machine learning and natural language processing and anonymous behavioral data to connect website visitors, people on your website, with the content they seek to accomplish their goals, which helps you accomplish yours. They do this in a way that protects privacy. It helps customers figure, find what they need. It improves the effectiveness and the efficiency of your marketing team. And it's dead simple to install on your site. You can learn more about Solo Segment by going to solosegment.com. Again, that's solosegment.com. Just let them know we sent you. With that, I want to say again how much I appreciate you tuning in today and how much I appreciate you tuning in every single week. I wouldn't do the show without you. It, it means a lot to me that you listen week after week after week. So with that, I hope you stay well and prosperous with everything going on. I really hope everything is going well where you happen to be. I hope you have a great rest of the week, a wonderful weekend, and I will look forward to talking with you here on Things Out Latin next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as ever, take care, everybody.